So we're going to continue on the theme of love this month, walking in love or being in the, the love of God towards others. Now, I don't mean this sweet sea pie, lollipop, oh, I love you, love you too. <laughs> no, I'm talking about that when the rubber meets the road, when the person's rude to you, the person doesn't treat you right, talks bad about you, does things to hurt you, you know, borrows money and doesn't repay back. You know, those kinds of, that, that's when the God's love has to come alive. Amen? See, see being a Christian, you can't be a wimp. You, you can't be like, oh, you, he hurt me. Oh, <laughs> No, you have to be a little bit tougher than that. You, you, you can't, when people say bad things about you, you can't get, go off and, and just act like they act. No, you have to have the love of God going through you. And so last week we talked about forgiving one another, which is not an easy thing to do, right? The Bible says that as the Lord has forgiven you, you forgive others. With that same spirit that he forgave you, he forgave us a whole bunch, and then he wants us to forgive. But we so welcome receive his forgiveness, but we don't want to dish it out to other people. We found out there's four uh, steps uh, and I'm just going to review real quick. The first thing you have to do is detach your feelings. Detach yourself from your feelings. You feel hurt. You feel anger. You feel uh, resentment, pain, anger. You can't, that you can't let those dictate to you uh, the way you're going to act. You have to look at the Word of God and say, now what am I supposed to do here? And we're going to find out how to do that today. So detach yourself from the way that you feel. Secondly, uh, it may require a difficult discussion about what has happened. You might have to go to the person and say, you know what, you hurt me on this situation here. Uh, you know, it, it, it just seemed, I, I didn't understand what you were saying. And so there's some points uh, of, and I, I made some copies for you in the back, points to remember in solving conflicts. You know, are you going in peace? Are, are you giving the other person respect? Are you uh, not accusing or judging them? Do you display good uh, body language? Are you listening attentively? Are you going with an attitude of love? And are you trying to see that at the end of all this that you're going to be at peace with the person? Right? You, you don't want to say, I'm going to give them a piece of my mind. Mm. You know what happens when you give a piece of your mind, right? You lose. <laughs> After a while, you lose all your mind. Amen? Uh, so you want to go with an attitude of, of peace. So there's, four, there's points to remember. Go with the attitude of love. Go with the attitude of, I want to make this thing work out. The Bible says, blessed are the peacemakers, for they are the sons of God. And then decline to, to, to uh, disclose the offense to others. Stop talking to other people about what somebody else did. Why? why? Can't you keep it to yourself? No, I can't. I, gotta, I just got to tell somebody. I, I got to let it be known. I'm hurt. I'm telling my story. The person can't help you. All they're going to do is side with you and hate the other person, you know? Because <laughs> by the time you get done, you think that other person is the worst person in the world. You know, my wife, when we first got married, she kind of made that mistake with her, with her mom because she would go and say, well, here's what, here's what Chuck did, you know? Bah, 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 bah. You know, he did he, he, yeah. So her mom didn't like me. <laughs> Why? Because she's getting all these bad reports. Meanwhile, Marianne comes back, we make up, and the mother doesn't know <laughs> that we made up, so she's still mad. <laughs> this is real life, you know, situations here. So then my wife says, wait a minute, what am I doing here? I got to switch this up. So now she only says nice things, and the mother's able, 
my mother's able to see me, you know, in my habitat and say, oh, she, he's really a nice guy. You know, did he change or what happened? No, no. Hallelujah. Our words change. So most of the times we want to just tell somebody uh, and, and get them on our sides, but it really doesn't do any good. So the last thing is determine that the destiny of the offender is in the gracious hand of the Lord. You're not supposed to judge the person before it's time. You're not, you're, you're not the judge of everything. And, and just because you don't like somebody doesn't mean that the Lord doesn't like them. Can I get an amen on that one? <laughs> I like these people when they go, uh, so-and-so, is, have you met so-and-so in the church? I just don't like them. You know? I mean, what are you, what's, where are you going with that? What do you mean you don't like them? You know, God likes them. God died for them. Amen? You want to go tell God that he, you don't like one of his uh, sons? You ever try to go to a mother and tell them that you don't like their son? Oh, Lord, have mercy on my soul. I remember one time, Marianne, she went to, went to school one time. Some, somebody was beating up or giving my son a hard time, and she went down to the school. So where is that person? I don't talk to them, you know. So, you know, you, you have to, a mother, you know, a mother, a mother, a bear will protect their cubs. And so, you know, God, you know, we're his children. And you want to talk bad about his children, you're going to have to talk to him about that. But today, so did you get those? You get those? Detach yourself from your feelings. Don't let your feelings dictate the way you're going to react to something. You may be hurt, you may be angry on the inside, but don't let that be the way you handle it, the way you respond to the person. Two, if you have to talk to somebody, go in love, go in peace. So, you know what? Let's talk about this, you know? I love you, you love me, but you know what? I, that, I don't understand why you did that. And go humbly. Third, don't be talking to everybody else about it. Amen? That's between you and them and God. And lastly, uh, you, you're not the judge, you know? Bible says, uh, let the strong bear the infirmities of the weak. You know, so you figure, who, am, I, am I more spiritual than the other person? Then I should be able to go to them in love. So today we're going to talk about love being a powerful force or tool in your life. Not just defensive love. I'm talking about you see a situation where you can bring love to it and change the outcome. You know, the Bible says that we're the salt and light of the world. How many of you know just a little bit of salt changes the whole flavor in, in, uh, in what you're cooking? Light in the dark room, just a little bit of light you can see. So just a little bit of Christianity in your situation, in your home life, in your, in your work life, wherever you're at, just you be the difference. You make up the difference. You say, I want to be Christ-like. Well, this is how you do it. So uh, like I said, there was a... a uh, pastor's conference, and they said, what scripture can you take out of the Bible? And let's look at this first uh, uh, slide of Mr. Thomas Jefferson. There he is. Good-looking dude, isn't he? For, for those days, I guess he's a good-looking dude. We, we don't know. I don't know if it would fly today, but anyway. This guy, the third president of the United States, the one that wrote uh, most of the Declaration of Independence cut parts out of the Bible that he didn't like. He actually did that. Let's, let's, look at the, let's look at a picture of that. Yeah, he would. It was called the Jefferson Bible. He didn't like, you know, 
the thing with the miracles that Jesus did, he didn't like him, be, him being referred to God. So they would, he would cut it out, and that's what, he would read his Bible that way. Now, I wish we could do that, right? There's some scriptures that maybe we wouldn't want to do. Let me give you an example. How about, be ye holy, for I am holy. Can we take that one out? <laughs> no, we can't take that one out. Some, some, some take it out already, though, but <laughs> it's in there. Be ye holy, for I am holy. Why? Because we want to be near a holy God. But it's a hard, it's a hard scripture, right? How about this? Take up your cross and follow me. How many of you like that scripture? Who, who likes burdens and crosses that we have to bear? No, we don't like that scripture. Can we take that one out? No. How about, through faith and patience, you'll inherit the promises. Do we like that scripture? Patience? No. We want it now, don't we? Right now. We need it now. So I want to submit to you one of the toughest scriptures that I found in the Bible and see if you can agree with me. But before we do, before we go over that scripture, let me give you a little backdrop, because Jesus is given a Sermon on the Mount, and he's got 5,000 people that climbed up the mountainside to be with him. Isn't that cool? I mean, that is really cool. They had to climb up, and okay, we're going to hear Jesus, and Jesus sat down, and here's how he went. He started off real easy. Let's see the next uh, slide. He said, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And they liked this because, see, he was saying, you don't have to be a priest. You don't have to be a prophet. You can be poor in spirit and no education, but you can have the kingdom of heaven. This was, this was uh, uh, you know, real rich to them. They said, oh, praise God. We can have the kingdom of heaven. We don't have to go to school to do it. We can just be poor in spirit or know that our spirit is, uh, uh, needs to be joined with the Lord. The next one is, blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. How many of you mourn? We all mourn. He said, well, you can be comforted. And they're saying, this is such gracious words that are proceeding out of his mouth. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Wow, Moses was the meekest man in all the earth, and he was the leader of all the children of Israel. Meek meaning he was, he was uh, sensitive to the Lord. Next, next slide. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. He's really giving them good little things here, you know, all, all, you know, positive. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst. See, sometimes we hunger and thirst for the wrong thing, power, prestige, fame, money, uh, all these things. But he says, hunger and thirst for righteousness, you will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. When I first read that, I said, that's for me. I'm a merciful guy. I need mercy. And so my son says, anytime that you, we need mercy, they go to... Pastor Chuck, Dad, can you uh, get this reimbursed? Can you get this? Can you get through here? Because they know that I'm a merciful guy, and I will receive mercy. Isn't that a good incentive to be merciful to others, and God will be merciful to you? Let's look at the next one, eight. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Wow! This is wonderful news. That if you're pure in heart, if you love the Lord with all your heart and you want to put aside anything that is hindering your, your uh, purity, you'll see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the sons of God. These are just wonderful things that Jesus was saying. Then he's going to hit them. Then he's going to hit them with some tough things, right? You know, you, yeah, it gets harder. You, you warm up to it. So blessed are those who are persecuted. What? What are you talking about persecution? I thought we were in la-la land, just a little, this lovey-dovey. No, blessed are those who are persecuted for righteous, righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And the next scripture, 
Okay, no, it's not there. Okay, so uh, who wants to be persecuted? I thought this was, you know, Jesus was love and all these things. There's no problems. There's no uh, hang-ups. But he said, uh, so after he gives all these little nicey-nicey scriptures, then he goes into something that's a little bit tougher. And what he's going to do here, he's going to... He's going to uh, talk to the people, and he's going to say, you have heard it was said in the Old Testament, this is what you've been doing for all these 2,000 years, but I say unto you. And that's why they didn't like him. They thought he was adding to the Scriptures or changing the Scriptures. You have heard it was said, this is the way you've been living all these years, but now I'm going to tell you something different. But I'm going to tell you this way. So it says, uh, uh, Rosie's going to read it because, um, well, no, before she reads it, let me, let me tell you what he started off with. He said, first he said, you have heard it was said of old, you shall not murder. But I say unto you, whoever looks angrily with his brother without a cause shall be in danger of judgment. So he's bringing clarity. He's bringing spiritual understanding. Not only do you can't murder him, you can't even look bad at him. You can't even be angry towards him. The Bible says in John, right, if you hate your brother, you're a murderer. Any murderers out there? No. Of course, nobody wants to admit to that, you know. I, I don't hate anybody. I just strongly dislike some people, okay? <laughs> okay, how about another one? You've heard it said, you shall not commit adultery. But I say unto you, whoever looks on a woman to lust after her will be in danger of judgment. Has already committed adultery in his heart. You can't even look. He said, the law says, don't commit adultery. I'm telling you, don't even look like you want to do it. Don't even think about it. <laughs> so how, how do you do that, men? Well, I found out a way of doing it. It says, do not look at a woman to lust. So all you do is just don't look. <laughs> See a pretty girl walking down the street, you know, I don't know how to go that. Because how can you look, us men, and not lust? It's just built into us. So don't look at a woman, right? Pretty woman walking down the street. Pretty woman, kind I'd like to meet. Pretty. Don't even finish the song. Just don't look at that girl. <laughs> Girls have so many things that they have to put on, right? I mean, they got to put in earrings, necklace, bracelets, scarves, you know, hair. They have all this ornaments that they're wearing. And I like what Marianne, when we had the women's, they have the ornament should be a peaceful, loving spirit on the inside. Amen? That's what you should be looking at. And that's what I had to do when I was first got saved. I had to look not at the exterior, but what's in the heart of that person. Okay? Then it says, an eye for an eye. You've heard it said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I say unto you... Do not resist an evil person. Whoever slaps you on one side of the cheek, give him the other also. Well, that's a, that's a, what kind of message is this? <laughs> and that slapping, it means to it, someone that insults you. You, you ever go to a store and someone insults you? What are you supposed to do? Oh, insult me some more. <laughs> <coughs> Okay, so here's the scripture that I have, and Rosie's going to come up and read it for us. The scripture that I think is the hardest one, one of the hardest, if I could just take this one out. Now, Rosie said she likes this scripture. 
And I said, well, let's read it and let's see what, if you like it anymore. Matthew 5, 43 and 45 says, You have heard that it was said, You shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies. Bless those who curse you. Do good to those who hate you. And pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you, that you may be sons of your Father in heaven. Okay. And everybody said, Amen. All right. Now, I'm, I'm sure the people that were hearing the message were going, I, I hear you on the don't be angry with your brother, and, and I get don't look on a woman to lust over her, and I might be even open to turning the other cheek, but when you say love your enemies, bless those that curse you, do good to those that hate you, and pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you, I'm not in on that. You know, I don't, think, I don't think I can do it. I was with you on the adultery thing. I, I had your back on don't murder, I even gave you a vote for eye for an eye and tooth for a tooth. But now love your enemies and all that other stuff? I don't think I can do it. But you know what Jesus said? If you want to be identified as one of my disciples, if you want to really be a child of God, if you want to be a vessel used by the Holy Spirit, prove it by loving your enemies. Isn't that crazy? What, 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 what kind of message is this? Love your enemies. And, and I want to... Let's go to this next scripture. This is amazing because he's quoting, next, next slide, he's quoting, uh, I'm sorry, go to the, there's the Leviticus one. He's quoting from Leviticus where it says, you shall not take vengeance nor bear any grudge against the children of your people, but you shall love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord, period, end of sentence, end of paragraph. What is he, there's no hate your, hate your enemies in there. What happened? They added it in there. They added it. He says, love your neighbor as yourself. But he, Jesus said, you have heard that it was said. Because they, they, they had a, a thing about hating your enemies. Now, here's the crazy thing. You know, the definition of an enemy is a hated one, hateful one. So it says, love the hateful one. We, we think, well, they're supposed to be nice Christians. No, some of them are, are hateful. Some of them are, are not doing the things of the Lord. Amen? You ever met any of those people? Enemy means hateful. So Jesus is saying, don't hate, don't hate the hateful. It's easy for us to hate the hateful. They're doing something hateful. We're just mirroring what they're doing. But God's saying, I don't want you to mirror what they're doing. I want you to be separate and different and be like your Father in heaven. Be mature. Be perfect. Be uh, above all that. Because, you know, God's going to judge you two ways. The judgment goes two ways. What they did to you and then what you did in reciprocal to them. And your judgment is just as severe. You, you don't get off the hook because they were mean to you. You have to be loving to them. If nobody else in the world loved, guess what? You still have to love. Noah, he was the only one on the face of the earth that was doing righteous things, and God saved him. What if God came back today and said, I'm only taking those that are doing the righteous things? Well, are we, would we be in that category? So if people are being, <laughs> we, we have a, some people say, I don't, I, like, I don't like going to this city because this city has a lot of, bad people. And it seems like every time I go into this city, things don't go right. Well, you go in there with like, okay, I'm going to make a difference here. I'm going to be the salt. I'm going to be the light of the world, right? 
Because it says here, he goes on to say, If you only love those who love you, what reward have you? Do not even the tax collectors do the same. And if you greet your brethren only, what do you do more than others? Do not even the tax collectors do the same. In other words, if you're only kind to those that are kind to you, everyone's that way. Everyone loves people that are, are loving towards you. But what about somebody that's not loving towards you, that's, that's angry or hostile or, you know, bitter or cruel? You should take it as a challenge. Hey, I got love as a source that I can give to change them and make them come into the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Hallelujah. You're going to be like Jesus. You're going to be like God because God is waiting for them to change. He's wanting you to help them. And how many of you know a soft answer turns away wrath, right? Somebody gives you a hard time and you say, oh, I'm so sorry. I, I didn't know that that was offending you. you know, can I help you with that? Well, what can oh, it's like heaping coals of fire on them when you're nice to them. And I looked that up. What does that mean, heaping coals of fire? It means like bring, putting pain and, and, and embarrassment upon them where their faces turn red because they realize, man, you're better than us. We went into a, a market the other day or a, a restaurant, and we were sitting there, and the woman was going to get up. And I said, no, no, just sit there. I'll, I'll just stand. And she said, I, I said, I'm trying to be a gentleman, you know, just trying to make conversation. Um, and she said, that's hard to do with some of the women who are, she said a bad word, you know. <laughs> and so my wife, my wife's good at, at just, like, not responding. She just kind of looks up, well, not all of us are like that. <laughs> and it just, it just stymied the person. She didn't know what else to say, you know. And it was like planting seeds of love and seeds of positiveness. And so the woman went away, and it was very nice that, and she said, goodbye, thank you. But it was like heaping coals of fire on them. It's like saying, man, am I so, you know, demented? Or am I so dented? Am I so, uh, what do you call it, twisted that I think that way? So anyway, that's what we do. So the word love your neighbor, the word love your enemy is the same as love your neighbor. So you're supposed to love everyone the same way. It should be without dissimulation. You know what I mean by that? In other words, I don't love you more than I love the other person. I just love, period. You don't have to separate. You don't have to, you know, divide it up. I love you a lot. You, not so much. You, no, not even close. No, you just love. You are love. Praise the Lord. Amen. So we have to practice uh, courageous love. And then it says, Love your neighbor. That means the person that is near you, the person is, that is just like you, that has the similar faults, similar weaknesses that you have. Amen. They're jealous just like you, do, you are at times. They're uh, hurtful. They're vengeful. They're all these things, and, and you're supposed to love them the same way. So don't reciprocate. Don't mirror what their behavior is. Praise God. Amen. I had a, I had a lady that, that owed me... Uh, over $1,000, and uh, so I, I kept going to her. She's, she has an accounting firm, and the money was supposed to be designated to me, and she kept them for her own business. And I said, I went to her, and I go, what are, you ta what are you doing? She said, well, uh, we needed it for our, our business. I said, it was designated to me. She said, no, I know, but we needed it. I go, no, but it was designated. She, she, she's an accounting I go, oh, my God, what's the story here? So I went to this business meeting, and I was becoming a member for a couple of months. And lo and behold, there she is in the meeting. 
giving a presentation on how upright and honest they are in their accounting businesses. You know I wanted to stand up and go, excuse me, but this woman is corrupt, okay? This woman has got no sense of right and wrong. And I didn't go to the person that was in charge. I didn't go to them and say, you know what? We have a, we have a fallacy here. This woman is not living the right life. No, I held it to myself. And then after about three meetings, she came to me. She said, I'm, I'm going I'm to give you that money back. Still haven't seen it. So you know what I did? I let it go. I gave it to her. She didn't take it from me. I gave it to her. Because I started looking and said, well, you know, they have a good organization. They're helping people, they're helping ladies that, you know, have lost their, their, um, their way and need help. And so they encourage them. They teach them. I said, if they needed it more, praise God. Amen. The Lord will repay to me. Amen. So the second thing is, it says, okay, so you love your enemies. Can you do that? All right. Can you bless those that curse you? You know, it's not in our, in our nature to bless those that are cursing you, is it? No. So you have to take on a new nature, God's nature. Bless those that curse you. Bless means speak well, speak good over them. It's the, it's the word eulogio, where we get the word eulogy. When you go to a funeral, they say nice things about you, whether you're a bad man or not. All of a sudden, at the funeral, you're the best person in the whole world. So, oh, wish I could just know him. I wish he could come out of that coffin and just start doing those things that we said he was going to do. Amen. I tell the story of Marianne's mom. She was married to this guy and for seven years, and he wasn't good to her. You know, she, he, she couldn't even turn the heater on because he didn't want to waste the money. Can you imagine freezing your bride out because <laughs> you don't want to spend the money? She couldn't bring in furniture into her house, into the house. He said, no, I, just, I want to leave it just the way. Just not kind. So anyway, they separated, but then he got saved and went to a church and died, and so she went to the funeral, and she's here listening, you know, want to listen to hear what's, what's being said, and they were saying all these wonderful things about him. Oh, how kind and how generous he was and how loving he was, and she looked at the, am I in the right service? Is this, <laughs> is this the same person? <laughs> So I'm hoping that when I pass, praise the Lord, if I ever pass, <laughs> if Jesus doesn't come, please say nice things about me, okay? Don't, don't bring up things, you know, that, that you know, maybe I've done the mess up. But uh, <laughs> one time we were in a hospital, and this person that we had to correct, and she wasn't really excited about it, but, and so she stopped coming to church. And I saw her in the hospital, and I was witnessing and, and ministering to her, and she went from one hospital to the next hospital, and I saw her at the other hospital, and I, and I go, hey, how you doing? And she goes, oh, she tells the nurse, this is my pastor. He's such a wonderful guy. Oh, he's marvelous. He, he, him and his wife and his son, oh, we just love them. Oh, you have to go to the church, so they're beautiful. Why? Because I don't want to just, you know, re reciprocate. I don't want to curse them that are, that are uh, you know, I, don't, I, I want to bless those that are cursing. I say good things about them. Always, no matter what. Are you speaking life over someone? Praise God. The, second, the, next, the third thing is, do good to those that hate you. Do good. See, I find, if you find a category of somebody's doing something, if they're your enemy, if they're uh, uh, cursing you, if they hate you, find out what you're supposed to do in that situation. 
You know, the Bible says, okay, do good to them that hate you. Uh, my wife and I, we found out at our other church that if people, if we didn't get along with somebody, we have to buy them something to change their heart. The Bible says what? A gift in anger, a gift in secret pacifieth anger. And it was amazing. You know, if you pray, you ask God, what can I give that person that would make them feel good? And you, you get something that the Lord has put in your heart to give to them, and then you, you, it touches their heart and they change. And all the argument and all the things that you uh, were, were trying to, to, to tell them about gets wiped away. Amen? So we would do this a couple of times, you know, and then finally we said, you know what? It's probably easier just to not get in a fight over these little things because it's costing us too much money. <laughs> There's too many people. <laughs> just, just roll with it. Amen? Okay, do good to them that hate you. You're going to like this one, Richard. Okay, do good in the original biblical language means do rightly and leave no room for blame on your part for those who did you wrong. No, leave no room for blame on those who uh, have done things to you. Don't respond the same way. Leave no blame in you. They may mess up, but don't you mess up. Praise God. Don't let someone's action make you guilty as well. Don't let them drag you in. Praise God. So, you know, uh, Elijah, you guys know the story about Elijah. He, uh, he was telling secrets about the king, and he was telling where the armies were. So the king said, go get that guy. We're going to give him, you know, some punishment. So they send an army out to get Elijah. And so as the army is coming, he tells his servant, there's more with us than there are with them. And the the servant said, wait a minute, I, I see multitudes and you and me. How, how's that going to work, you know? And so when the army came, he prayed and they became blind. The army became blind and they couldn't attack him. And, you know, and I've done that in the spiritual realm. Have you ever done that, prayed that the people would be blinded by what you, you know, by, by you know, what they need to do? And this is not... This is not uh, pastorally recommended, but we have a Costco card, and Marianne wasn't feeling well, and I, we had to get some things for church, and I said, I'll take the Costco card, and I'll go in there, and I'm sure they'll find a way to let me go through, and she said, oh, they're not going to do that. They're not going to do that. I'm going to blind their eyes. <laughs> they're going to put me through. <laughs> so I went to the line, and they, you know, they, they just it, it was the line where the girls, not, not the front check stand, but the, on the side, and they swipe your card and everything, they put you through. And I just went right through, and I, so I called her up and go, guess what? <laughs> I got the stuff. <laughs> it's not right. We might have to take it off the tape. And, but but in, in a greater, I've seen where armies were blinded when people would come through, maybe trying to go through the... Uh, 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 not the check stand, but the, uh, huh? But where they where they check you, um, the board, the checkpoint, the board, border patrol. So so you know they've been blinded and they didn't even see the, a whole carload of people come through. God can do that, praise God. So anyway, uh, Elijah prays. He blinds the people, and they have him captured. So they bring him into the courtroom there, the court the the, the court where the the palace is. And they said, so his servant says, well, what should we do to these people that are out to try to kill us? 
They're blind now. We got them. What do you want to do? What would you do if your enemies were there, the ones who were trying to kill you, and you have them all captured and surrounded? What would you do? Huh? Suggestions? Get rid of them. That's the right thing to do, isn't it? You got them now. This is the army that's out to get you. You know what he did? He fed them. He had a party. What? But this is the Bible says, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he's thirsty, give him something to drink. And so the Bible says that they went away happy and never came back to attack him ever again. Wow. It's, it's fun to do the Bible. It's fun to do the Bible and watch God work. Praise God. So it says, do good to them that hate you. You know, I had a, I had a friend. I call him a friend, but I don't know how much of a friend he was. He would always like pick at me, you know. You're not really a pastor. No, you're not. I, I've seen you how you are. You know, you're not really. What are you talking about? <laughs> and so he goes, he says to me, he says, there's a lot of people at this job that don't like you. And I go, really? I go, who? He goes, oh, I don't want to tell you. I go, that, that's really a tease, isn't it? And I go, well, I can tell you. I can probably list a couple of people. So I put like four people down there. I go, yeah, they're in there. <laughs> he, goes, he goes, but there's more. I go, what are you talking about? I go, they can't be Christians. He goes, why? He says, because the Bible says that you're supposed to love one another. They, they can't be Christians and not like me. And so, but, you know, I, I knew that you ever be at a workplace and you just don't get along with somebody? You know, they just, you just don't mesh with them for some reason. You know, like they rub you the wrong way. They, they think differently than you do. They talk about things that you don't want to talk about. And so I said, I'm going to make it a purpose in my life because I'm, I'm getting ready to retire. I got a year to retire. I'm going to, I'm going to go extend myself and love my enemies, do good to them that uh, hate me. Amen? Bless those that curse me. And so I started a program or a, you know, a, it was not a program, but a, a way of going up to them and talking with them and at, talking about their situations, their life, their, their family life, what they're believing God for, how they feel about things, praying for them. I, I just extended myself all the way, right? And then when I was getting ready to retire, they all loved me. I go, how did that happen? So they had a big party for me. They, they, they bought uh, gifts. They gave me money. And when I, the last day that I came and was at, the, at the, the job, when I came in, they gave me a standing ovation. Sixty people on my last day stood up and clapped. Oh, here comes Pastor Chuck, the one that we used to hate. <laughs> and then when I left, oh, my gosh. They gave me another standing ovation with balloons, and I'm, I can remember leaving. Goodbye, goodbye. I feel like I just won this something, you know, the Olympics or something. Goodbye, goodbye. <laughs> you can change people's opinion of you. Have you ever changed them? And when somebody buys you something or does something good for you, don't you change your opinion of them? They go, wow, they're, they're really nice. Praise God. All right. Hope, okay, we're getting ready to close here. So we, we've got what we need to do, right? We need to um, love your enemy. Anybody got any enemies out there? Yeah, you're supposed to hate them? Love them. The same love which you love your neighbor, you love them. 
you do good to, to them. The Bible says, okay, let's, let's see that scripture. Oh, yeah. Love your enemies. Do good to those that hate you. Bless those who curse you. And pray for those who mistreat you. When they mistreat you, the Bible says, pray for them, not pray about them. Don't say, Lord, you need to get them. Lord, you need to work them over. Lord, you need to make them pay. No, it says pray for them that God's destiny will be realized in their life, that they'll come into the full, full knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ, that they'll repent. And this might take a while, amen? But God's going to use you in your actions to bring about a, fir- a quicker repentance because when you're kind and good to them, they'll change. Yes, even your spouse, praise the Lord, amen? You can be good to them. Uh, so when you do that, the Bible says God is able to make your enemies your footstool. So your homework, your homework, whoever you have in your life, you're supposed to love them just like God loves you. With that same love that God has for you, you give to them. Do good to those that, that uh, hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those that mistreat you. And he is going to put a smile on your face, a smile on his face, and a smile on someone else's face. Amen? Are you up for the challenge? Can you do it? Let's bow our heads and pray.